We are all about those strategies to develop that high level of children engagement. So I think the first thing is we really do believe in immersion and that hook on a topic. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. This is Annalise Corbin, Chief Goddess of the Past Foundation and your host. We hear frequently that the global education system is broken. In fact, we spend billions of dollars trying to fix something that's actually not broken at all, but rather irrelevant. It's obsolete. A hundred years ago, it functioned fine. So let's talk about how we reimagine, rethink, and redesign our educational system. So for our next episode of Learning Unboxed, we are headed to Akron, Ohio. I'm very excited as also to actually share with you a program that I have a personal love and connection with because my son absolutely adored Camp Invention that came out of the Inventors Hall of Fame in Akron. And joining us today is Chrissy Hostetler. And Chrissy is the education team specialist at Camp Invention. And one of many, many things about Chrissy that I was really excited about um, when she sent over her bio, but my all-time favorite is that um, she tells us, there are days where I am under a desk in the dark to observe LED brightness and other days where I'm building hydraulic cranes using paper cups, duct tape, and aquarium tubing. You gotta love a girl who can make anything happen with duct tape and paper cups. So Chrissy, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. So in addition to all of the fun things that seem to apparently happen under desk at Camp Invention, also just for our guests to know, um, you are quite the world traveler as an engineer in the military and growing up as a proud army brat, I think, as you put it, you've had the opportunity to see creativity and innovation and great need around problem solving and design thinking, I suspect, from all over the world. Yeah, that's absolutely true. When I think through like what was my path to get here and why is it that I enjoy being under a desk and trying to problem solve these LEDs and how to make things project onto a ceiling. You know, it had occurred to me that my frankly global experiences living overseas as a proud army brat, you know, we didn't have just, you know, Home Depots and the mm-hmm. load at our fingertips. Um, it really required a level of resourcefulness. We often lived in a country that didn't speak English. So even just working with your neighbor to find and locate materials, you know, to work with. Certainly, I was much younger, so just watching my own parents mm-hmm. navigate that um, instilled that level of, you know, confidence in myself to realize, like, oh, okay, the language that comes out of our mouth isn't the only language we have available to us to problem solve. And so, you know, with that, just recognizing there's ways to collaborate um, across language barriers, across cultural barriers, um, you know, as long as we're able to recognize like our end goal of just, you know, creating or problem solve, then we can all work together regardless of where we come from to, you know, to achieve the common goal. And so that, yeah, for sure, that's definitely influenced, mm-hmm. you know, my approach to this resourcefulness, which is what I love about Camp Invention is just watching these children, you know, we give them purposefully uh, limited supplies, you know, that in and of itself mm-hmm. is the level of creative problem solving, but watching their resourcefulness come 
bubble up to discover like, oh, I can make a hinge using, you know, this material or, you know, I can uh, use like a, a, like a buttonhole, you know, to make this fasten together. I mean, this is really where that starts getting exciting uh, is to see that proverbial light bulb go off. And it does. And it's awesome. And the kids really love it. So before we get into the sort of nuts and bolts, so to speak, of the program itself, so give our listeners, because they come from all over the world, so explain the National Inventors Hall of Fame. So let's start with that. And then what the heck Camp Invention has to do with that? So yeah, great, great question. Um, So the National Inventors Hall of Fame, you know, we honor our nation, America's greatest inventors. So, you know, for our global audience there, we certainly have inventors who, you know, uh, were born in other countries, but we are honoring the inventors that hold American patents. So everybody has their own patent system. But, you know, what we do is we want to honor these individuals whose inventions have made the world a better place. And so that mission drives us to recognize these inventors, their invention, promote creativity, uh, and advance the spirit of innovation and entrepreneurship. So the National Inventors Hall of Fame was founded in 1973, continued to maintain a partnership with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And so since then, you know, our organization has evolved to be a leading nonprofit in providing STEM and innovation-focused education. And so if we're talking innovation, as far as we're concerned, if you're not also talking about intellectual property, then you know we we question how much are we really talking about innovation? Those two really you know go hand in hand. So so we uh, provide you know educational programs like Camp Invention. We also host uh, competitions. Uh, we have a collegiate inventors competition, and then our 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 real tradition is every year we in, we hold an induction ceremony where we induct a new class every year into our National Inventors Hall of Fame, and this typically takes place you know, in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, it is very much, you know, a red carpet affair mm-hmm. to celebrate these inventors. And so we really, you know, we pull all the stops for them and just make it a, an amazing ceremony uh, to celebrate them. So that's that's what the National Inventors Hall of Fame is. As far as Camp Invention, this was born from all this time we've spent with these inductees. We've had the privilege to really get to know them as we've literally just sat on buses with them mm-hmm. as we're going from place to place, you know, in the DC area. And we start hearing their stories, uh, growing up on a duck farm or right. growing up helping their grandfather, you know, or, or their grandmother in the kitchen. And you start hearing their stories of how these small moments sparked something inside of them to, you know, decide to just take something apart. So Steve Sasson has a very popular story. He's the inventor of the digital camera, you know, but he often talks about his first invention, you know, of just taking apart his dad's uh, box that held all of his dad's, you know, clippers, mm-hmm. but he decided to, to put a bunch of lights in it and, and figure out how to make the lights light up for no particular reason. He just wanted to do this, but hearing these stories over and over again of these inventors who were just curious about what happens when I open this up, what's going on inside of it and what else could I make it do? It had occurred, you know, to, to our staff at the National Inventors Hall of Fame that there's something here for children to learn from Absolutely. and to be Yeah, and that is the best. That's why the kids love it, right? Because it's exactly. unfettered. Exactly. So that's what Camp Invention is doing is we really want to bring that experience to these children. You know, uh, we use STEM as the lens through which view the world, okay? Um, but then with that, 
probably the big, we are purposefully a low tech camp. Uh, By design, these inventors that we work with, that we've inducted into our hall of fame, they didn't have the latest laptop or 3D printer or tablet. They worked with what was around their homes at the time. So whether that was cardboard, duct tape, maybe bubble gum. Right. you know, bailing um, wire, if you're on that's the farm. Right, bailing <laughs> wire, exactly. Whatever they found, you know, around their homes. So, you know, realizing that and thinking through, like, this is the experience that children, you know, we wanted to really make sure that was this notion that, you know, invention doesn't mean you have to have the latest and greatest um, materials. It, invention is truly just repurposing that yogurt cup and, you know, and the pizza, old pizza box and turning it into something useful as you're developing a prototype for an idea. So, yeah. And the the reality is the kids really, really, truly do love it. So let's sort of set the stage because the other thing that I love about Camp Invention is the broad applicability of it. So, so, you know, and the kids love it and we'll, we'll talk about those components, but the reality of it is Camp Invention has an awful lot as an, a brilliant informal STEM education opportunity, right? To quite frankly, inform formal, right? So that's, that's a lot of ins and outs. But, um, but, the, but the reality of it is that the, the process that you utilize with Camp Invention, and if you look at other sort of invention or entrepreneurial sort of mindset programs, one of the common themes of them is that they they honor and cherish the creativity of those who are standing in the middle of the work, right? And that is a just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity for traditional education to think about the application of teaching and learning very differently. And so, you know, what I what I think is of great value here is for formal educators to understand that the, what's happening inside of a camp invention opportunity could in fact be your everyday classroom if you chose to modify your pedagogical approach. Uh, that's Annalise. That's that's beautiful. And to expand that even further, you know, so we really love when we get this testimony from teachers who have taught camp. Uh, our mission with Camp Invention, the modules that we create, which are brand new every year, mm-hmm. we're not expecting that the students or even the teachers become experts in that particular branch of science or engineering or you know whatever concept we've introduced what we want is for kids and the teachers to just enjoy what they're doing first mm-hmm. and foremost just get excited by it you know let's take apart this robotic dog and let's think about how it relates to a real dog for example this is truly what we do in one of our modules robotic pet vet and what we discover is you know those conversations continue at home naturally. Absolutely, they do. Children then go through their day. They don't have, you know, they don't necessarily realize that they are working in a type of like biomechanical arena here, Mm -hmm. naturally taking home these conversations and looking at their own pet dog and saying, hey mom, do you know that when a dog barks, there's like a voice box inside of him? I discovered this in my own robotic dog that I took apart today. Those are the conversations that then they can continue building off of and that, you know, children can scaffold with additional learning as they wish. So what we're doing is we just want to hook 
We just want to help exactly. Um, and same with, with, with the teachers too. You know, we have a lot of teachers who, especially for the elementary grade levels, that our primary instructors will often give us testimony that, you know, I focus mostly on just reading and mm-hmm. um, play. I am not that comfortable in teaching science concepts. But then they come and, and they do and they say, this is how I can do it. Oh, I can do this all day long. Exactly. I can tie my reading and my science and exploration all together. And oh, I can give it context. Yes. I can read exactly. about this thing and then we can take something apart or we can build something new. And oh my gosh, now my kids really get it. Back to your point. And, awesome. Exactly. And we really do. I mean, and we even write this into our, you know, sort of our guides in the beginning is, we actually don't, we aren't looking for the experts to teach right, these right. in terms of that particular topic because the best learning happens is when everybody realizes, let's all learn this together. Exactly. Right? I mean, and that's one of the things teachers. I love. Yes, the facilitator <laughs> and the kids learning together. And that, yeah. because kids can recognize when you're trying to tell them how to do something versus when you are learning and exploring with them. With them, alongside them. So we really want to put all the material and the experience, you know, as it's an exploration that, that they go on together, right. you know, let's explore this together. You know, I happen to have some information here to guide us through, but it really is this, um, this exploration, this journey that happens together. So that's really, you know, we just, we want to introduce these topics in a way that kids, whether they go home, it's so excited about, you know, I learned all about Bernoulli's principle and mm-hmm. like that is at our goal. We certainly want to ensure, and we do our due diligence to ensure any of these concepts we introduce are um, scientifically accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, we certainly are making sure of that, but all we want these kids to do really is to just go outside and launch your handcopter and, and understand what happens if, what happens if I do modify this? What happens if I add this? What happens if I do it, you know, in this direction instead of this, or just that exploration in and of itself is really what we're after. Um, Cause you know, we are hearing more and more that as we, when we pilot our programs, you know, we're, we're sort of observing how the instructors naturally are wanting to deliver the material. And we'll find that sometimes there's certain hands-on activities that as writers, the curriculum developers didn't intend for that particular Absolutely. very long. <laughs> but when we talk to the teachers, you know, they tell us this is the only time these kids have ever had a hands-on exploration, right. you know, school district has moved towards you read about science, but you don't actually get to do science. Right. So, you know, so hearing that it just, you know, reinforces for us the value of even these small, you know, launching a handcraft or folding a paper airplane and modifying how the wings are bent. That all matters. And it really does add up um, to this constructivist learning to making sure, you know, they're building on top of each other. It absolutely does. And we we certainly see the same thing um, at the Innovation Lab. And we've used um, any number actually over the years of camp invention components as a place to start. And then, mm. you know, we love seeing kids scaffold, you know, okay, well now I could do this, you know. And so it, it's it's fun to see them finish up those initial modules and then, you know, amongst themselves talk about, okay, well, then next we're going to do this with it. And it just grows and grows and grows because the kids have scaffolded, A, how to think about things, um, B, to ask questions and the right questions, you know, and and, and C, to think about. And and the other thing that I love about these types of programs is they embrace the modify component of the design cycle as the place Mm -hmm. where the greatest opportunity in learning and engagement can take place. And that's part of what sometimes, not always, there are a million fabulous 
fabulous teachers out there in the world. But there are also teachers for a whole host of reasons, oftentimes constrained by the system they're in, right? Um, That's the reality of it who have to stop at the evaluation phase and they never actually get to move to modify. And that's where the kids learn the most. And camp invention, quite frankly, lives in modify. Yes. So that's part of what makes it great. So let's talk a little bit about how you, by the time this this airs, it will be probably be mid-August, I'm guessing. And, you know, at that point, we are all in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, things have been disrupted, and, and it means that traditional programming has been disrupted as well. So not just um, our traditional school, but also our informals, our camps, our opportunities. Yeah. So that has forced us all to sort of think about the programming that we do very differently and how we can develop and deliver programming in the midst of crisis. And so Camp Invention has developed Camp Inventions Connect. So talk to us a little bit about what makes that difference and sort of the why you chose the sort of path you did. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when Ohio, so, you know, as you announced in the beginning, we're headquartered out of um, Ohio. And so in mid-March, when the state of Ohio had, you know, announced that we were closing schools, you know, I'm really fortunate to be on, on our team where our, um, you know, our, our fearless leader, uh, Elena Rutledge is our VP of education, but, she immediately recognized mm-hmm. we got to have we got to get ready to deliver something else because I you know she just in her in her heart of hearts didn't think that we'd come back and she ended up being correct on mm-hmm. that so we immediately went back to our curriculum to, to to view this from the angle of okay if we had to deliver this sort of an at home experience what exactly does that look like so I was really proud that our team was able to sort of you know really distill down you know, what ended up being 18 months of, of piloting, search, mm-hmm. um, testing. Uh, so on one hand, while we're, we're, you know, really looking forward to seeing it in a traditional setting, delivering it to homes where, you know, we've got friends and family members, you know, in some cases who, who are immunocompromised. So knowing that we can still deliver this to, to those families feels really good. So with Camp Invention Connect, what we have done and what we were aiming to do is the most important piece to us was this collaboration. We know Camp Invention, and we have third-party research that backs it up, but the collaboration experience mm-hmm. that children have mm-hmm. of Camp Invention is hugely important You know, when it comes to these 21st century skills, this ability to engage in teamwork, creative problem solve, um, all of these things. So what we wanted to do and what, I, what we were, have been able to do, uh, we feel successfully based on you know the pilots that we've been able to observe and witness um, we've created camp connect so that the children participate in essentially a morning daily kickoff kits are delivered now to the child's door whereas opposed they used to be mm-hmm. you know delivered school where you go to camp right. and all your materials there but with camp invention connect now children will receive a kit to their door and they We'll have a, a variety of materials to work with. And so each day, uh, the children will engage, if they want, a daily kickoff session online, usually through a video chat, similar mm-hmm. to what we're doing, where they can see and talk to an actual instructor. Um, if they've signed on with their local camp, and if their traditional camp converted to this, they might even recognize the teacher. It could be a teacher from their school. 
if they had a cousin or a friend who lives across the country, we also offer national programs. Mm -hmm. It's not not as important anymore to sign up for your camp. Exactly. Um, So with this, so we've, you know, so we've armed the the teacher with, you know, information that they are going to need to cover to review the materials essentially in these kits. These kits come with an activity guide as well so that for those children that maybe their families are just done with being online Mm -hmm. altogether. Mm -hmm experience the burnout. So we recognize that as well. So they can completely uh, tackle these kits without having to go online at all. We have provided and created these gorgeous activity books that really just walk these kids very much like camp. They're open-ended inquiry-based projects, you know, with a theme to kind of provide some of those parameters, but really the sky's the limit as far as how they want to build it and create it and expand the challenges that we issue within these activity guides. For those that aren't yet, you know, that are still looking for some more of that um, collaboration though, as I had mentioned, these daily kickoff sessions with the teachers in the morning who are, who we're calling coaches because that's their role at this point now coaching these kids along. And then, you know, so they're kind of issued like, here's your materials. Here's what we want you to do. Come back noon come back again at three let's see what you've built yeah yeah this is where we really start to see these kids being able to show hold up to the camera so here's what i've been working on and then you'll see another child later chime in and say hey i really like what you did mm-hmm. over you know and this is where we saw some of this happening and got very excited by by it because these children really do love sharing their ideas they're they have no loss of ideas which is really exciting more than ever we need their ideas right so um so seeing that you know this their spirit hasn't been diminished and so you know with just the right kind of push you know to get them rethinking this just some of these fresh materials this is what we've created with the camp convention connect program Mm -hmm. really you know bringing it to their doorstep and reminding them hey there's still collaboration that can happen from your home um and if you want to just dive right in without having to log on, that's great. And if you are interested in what your peers are doing and you just you know have some ideas you want to bounce off, you're welcome to do that too. So true to our program in general, we've maintained the flexibility. This has always been something we've been proud of and you know have always wanted to instill is that our program, whether it's a traditional camp or not, is flexible to you know your child's needs you know so if in that moment they are just kind of feeling like they need a some mm-hmm. space collect mm-hmm. thoughts and you know really think through it's totally okay to just kind of you know hey here's some clay to work with while you're just kind of feeling this out like literally and figuratively here's yep. some some manipulatives to keep you mm-hmm. kind of engaged you know just because you're not looking directly at someone's eyes doesn't mean you're not absorbing what's happening right so you know, true to true to that spirit, we've maintained this flexibility so so that we can meet the needs of all these different families as as we've heard their concerns. You know, mm-hmm. over these weeks. So, do you think that long term? And I'm asking the question because we're we are at past um, struggling with this very same thing, um, very much mm-hmm. like Camden mentioned. We um, all of our summer STEM programs, we had to transition them. Right, the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We, we we spent our COVID, our early mm-hmm. COVID time trying to get ready. You know, not 
mm-hmm. not thinking we were going to be able to do delivery in the same way. And we have found some of the similar things um, in terms of the way that folks want to and have been engaging. And it's been a very positive experience. And so I've asked several um, entities and organizations that that have done this. You know, long term, one of the things that, that you mentioned is suddenly this is no longer. I love the way that you, you you phrased it. This is no longer about just being in your local on-site place anymore. It's no longer about, which is fabulous, and we all want that to come back. And that's not saying, you know, we're taking anything yeah. away from that, right? We, we all long for that. But the reality is we've also learned a lot as providers from this experience, right? And one of the things that I think we... I'm hoping, I guess, is it long-term that we see is that we are truly able to deliver utilizing a global mentality, right? And because mm. it's no longer restricted to just this place. So I guess my question is, does, does Camp Invention connect long-term? And you may not even know the answer to this question yet, but is this part of your ecosystem moving forward? Or is it just a moment in time modification? That's a really good question. And I and I think the the answer I can give you right now is we still don't know. There's still right. more to, yeah. you know, frankly, we're, we're so, we've literally just launched this um, two weeks ago. And so it's the feedback we're receiving now, you know, we've done, we did a few pilots, mm-hmm. just given the constraints, you know, again, typically our development time for our modules and for our products is an 18 month cycle right. like in the before times. That's right. You know, how we operated. And so to move from that to now really trying to be nimble and rethink this, I, I think at this point, um, we are really encouraged with what we've discovered so far. We're really encouraged with the possibilities of how we might really support our schools during the actual school year. Right. And, you know, and we're really, you know, rethinking some of our products as far as how can we use this to really support these teachers during the school year. What we did discover is, you know, we had assumed that a lot of teachers have already been utilizing these video chat sort Mm -hmm. of uh, platforms um, the way that we chose to use them. And it turns out, in fact, that that was not necessarily the accurate assumption. Mm -hmm. And so so in some ways, what was really exciting was hearing, again, this testimony from teachers saying, wow, I didn't think to present my material in this way. Right, right. I didn't know, I didn't think that we could deliver a hands-on program over a video. Correct, right. And that has been a huge revelation for folks. I, I, we see the exact same thing. So I'm really glad yes. to hear you say that. Yep. But, and that's so fascinating, Annalise, because, you know, for, for us, mm-hmm. for, for past and for Camp Adventure, I mean, that's the obvious, you know, what do you mean you didn't see hands, you know, but right. it's, that's, it goes to show, you know, again, to your earlier point of just, there's just some, you know, systematic uh, parameters that are in place, you know, that fortunately we've got the freedom in the informal learning world, mm-hmm. you know, really push on those edges a little harder. So that's not a stretch for us to right. think, right. think this way. So I'm really excited. I, I mean, I, in my heart of hearts, do, I'm excited by the prospect of how we've inspired teachers, frankly, as they're thinking about the new year, whatever it looks like for them. But how we, you know, I'm hoping have inspired them to perhaps cons- consider, okay, if we're having to go through, you know, I, I don't know, uh, but if we have to change things quickly on our feet, 
more tools in my back pocket here of how I could continue to deliver quality, hands-on, inquiry-based learning, even if it is over a video chat. You know, things don't have to happen in your neat kitted, you know, classroom space only. We could still make this happen, you know, through technology. So through technology, through hybrid application, through changing the way we think about collaboration. So I truly, truly love that. So I want to, before we close the program out, I do want to talk about that school piece. So I'm a teacher in Maine. I'm a teacher in Brazil. I'm a teacher in Australia. And I listen to this and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is cool. How do I, from those faraway places, bring camp invention into my daily practice? That's a really good question. So I think, you know, again, it's we are all about those strategies uh, to develop that high level of children engagement. So I think the first thing is we really do believe in immersion and that hook. Mm-hmm. It's on a topic. And so before we just throw math and science at these kids. Let's talk about like the topic that kids love even, Mm -hmm. for example, right? And then you can get into, if you view fashion with your STEM lens on, for example, well, what the heck? There's materials technology now that we get into. We can talk about the zipper. How the heck does that thing work? Mm -hmm. Why does it work? It does. We can talk about what's the future of fashion? How are we embedding future like technology into this fashion? So, so again, starting with this premise of just a topic that kids are going to be interested in. They might not even know they're interested in it, mm-hmm. but you can start to hook them. And from there, opening it up and then allowing them to pick and choose what aspect of that do you want to go in, you know, want to zone in on. I think the other thing too is really being you had mentioned this before, and same for a camp invention. Create, test, retest. Mm-hmm. It goes modify, modify, modify. We really that is so embedded in our pedagogy yeah. of you know we are so we're, we're it's so ingrained in our pedagogy that the the spirit of camp invention lies in that constant iteration. It is okay if it doesn't work this time. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to work. Let's understand why so that we can retest it. We can modify it and make it happen. And and not only if it doesn't work, that doesn't mean you're done, right? Like that's right. the- Oh, in fact, that we're just beginning. Roll up our sleeves exactly. and do some more now, right? Yeah. Right. You're just getting started. So if it doesn't work, that doesn't mean you're done. It just means you've discovered one way that it doesn't work, right? right? We need to go the other way, you know? And just the value of prototyping, the mm-hmm. value of really getting those ideas out of your head out of onto paper and then let's bring that and and add some three dimensionality mm-hmm. to actually building it with your hands with materials that are around you this is the other great piece when you're teachers who are overseas who maybe your stores are shut down right now you can still use materials that are just around your house yeah we need anybody to go out and and buy you know all these materials and you know children will have recyclables or just you know, um, products around that paper. We can do so much with just paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I mean, just thinking, just recognizing that um, rather than viewing them as limitations, view them as okay. This is the creative problem to be solved. You know, this is this is the challenge. How do we 
given that these are the available resources, how do we then work with this, right? That's the challenge, not as opposed to seeing that as a limitation and therefore deciding, well, I just can't do that. Just it's really an interesting time. We need innovators now more than ever. And we need children are so open to the possibilities. And so anything we can do to continue that spirit and to continue that fearlessness, that willingness to take risks, that entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, that's in mm-hmm. essence in entrepreneurs, the, the ones that are willing to take those risks, they have no fear. So to the extent that we can continue to foster that mindset and, and that thinking, we need these kids more than ever to be you know, thinking creatively through this. And um, they are likely the ones that are going to, you know, lift our, not just our specific society, but society as a mm-hmm. whole to, to endeavor through this next, you know, challenge for us. I mean, it really is in that way, really exciting, I think. It is really exciting. And uh, I thank you so much for that. Um, and certainly thank you for joining us today and sharing the story of, of the work that you're doing is so is so meaningful. I'm so excited about it. And I can't wait to see it in more places and more schools and more kids' homes because it's that's really, really exciting. And and I would agree with you. I mean, I I, I say frequently the the world is on fire in, in so many different ways right now, uh, literally and figuratively, right? But I do believe that these kiddos, if we we step back and let them, they can save the world. It's not gonna be yeah. us, right? It's yeah. gonna be this this generation of amazing thinkers and tinkers and players and problem solvers, if we continue to make it possible for them to grow in that space, which is one of the things that I love about Camp Invention. So thank you so much for everything that you do. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm beating a drum over here. I couldn't agree (laughs) more. So yeah, we just need to get out of their way and just, again, take that more of that coaching um, mentality, you know, that we're here to, as their coach, but it really is these, these problems to be solved. I think it's, it is an exciting time for these young, these budding innovators. I mean, regardless of how young they are, they, their ideas have value, they're valuable and they're going to make a difference. They, so um, it, it's they exciting. Absolutely. will make a difference. So thank you so much, Chrissy, for uh, taking time to be part of our program. We appreciate yes, it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education.